and welcome to Meet Me in the Middle, the podcast that seeks out the sometimes problematic middle ground in the wellness world. <laughs> My name is Annika Buckle. My name is Lee Freiling. And my name is Jenny Omani and Annika was laughing because Lee was dancing <laughs> and we're on zoom. So this Annika is could what, see that. <laughs> this is what happens when we record. It's actually very ah! fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez. Well, what we would love from all of you is if you are enjoying this podcast to hop over to whatever platform you're streaming from, give us a five-star review, leave us a nice little love note in the reviews section and share with a friend it means the world to us. Uh, if uh, you would do that. Um, all right, Laffy Pants, tell us what we're talking about today. <laughs> so in light of um, the airing date of this episode, which according to our calculations, you will probably be listening to sometime around the week of the 2nd or 3rd of January, we wanted to have a little conversation around uh, what you have probably been inundated with on all of your media consumption over the last week and a half to two weeks, which is new year, new you. Let's mm-hmm. jam a little bit on what uh, middle ground around like wellness goal setting and uh, a lot of the propaganda that you've probably been uh, exposed to over the last little bit, what that looks like and and how we can whittle out a, a middle space that maybe makes us feel a little less bad about ourselves. And a you little guys? bit, a little bit less crazy because we're just being like hit over the head with like, you should do all the things right now. You should be a whole new person right now. Right. Do you guys do new year's resolutions? I'm just curious. Is that no. like a thing for you? No, no. What about you, Annika? So I actually don't. In present state, probably different than in past. (laughs) Definitely not currently. But for me, actually, I, um, and I like, actually, let's just kind of jump into talking about this because I think it's relevant. I have always felt that the idea of a new year happening when we as mammals want to be like hibernating and like eating yummy food and doing less things has always felt real weird to me. There's always for me being an energy. And I mean, part of this is growing up with parents who were elementary school teachers and principals, but for me, September comes and I'm like, okay, let's take a look at what the next 12 months. Totally. That's like the start of the year. Yeah, totally. Where yeah. I'm like, it's January, but it's cold, but I want to nap. But what it's may, dark maybe at my 422. Goals are, <laughs> my, can my goals be about napping? Yes. You're, yeah, uh, yes. I'm here to say yes. I'm here to say your goals can be napping, nap related, nap oriented. <laughs> but that really, that's all that feels to me like I'm interested in. You know, I really feel like this kind of very heavy handed, like, Again, like we love to talk about, you've been bad and now you have to redeem yourself. You ate all the food, you laid around visiting with your family. Now it's time to get to work, get back to work. Yeah. Yeah. If it, it it doesn't jive for me. No, I I appreciate that you brought up September because September very much has like new energy, new sort of like you know, what's the next 12 months sort of energy going to be like, again, that's because I was a teacher for a long time. I'm currently a student. I have kids in school. So like, there's a lot of sort of like makes sense to kind of go along with that, but I'm with you like winter still like, for example, when all these motherfucking meal plans come out that tell me I'm supposed to eat a goddamn smoothie every morning. I'm like, it's cold. cold. cold Do you know what it is outside? Also cold. Would I like to be cold all day? No, no. It makes me angry. 
Smoothies in winter. The suggestion of smoothies in winter makes me mad. Now I will say that I often have sort of like new year energy in the spring. Mm-hmm. Now, oh yeah. That's my seasonal defective disorder. Just dissipating though for me. <laughs> It's me actually getting vitamin D. I mean, yeah, there's definitely part of that, right? Right. So for me, I'm a spring baby, right? I feel like, oh, I can open the windows and there's more Mm -hmm. sunshine. And yes, the seasonal affective disorder is definitely lifting at that point. But like, there's no part of me that's like, you know, feels like a real good idea. Um, Braving the fucking elements and the snowstorms to go to the gym to fight with a bro over the (laughs) dumbbell that I'd like to use for five minutes because he wants to, I don't know, do pinky presses with the 10 pound dumbbell that I'm going to use. Right. Like, like, uh, no, (laughs) no, no hard pass, hard pass. And I think also too, to what Annika said too, or Jenny, I forget it's dark everybody. So like in the winter time, like as mammals, as what Annika said, like, this is very much a season of like, you're in you're resting. It's cozy. In a sense, this is the respite that came after like a long season of like planting and growing and harvesting, right? Like the winter was traditionally the time where we would be inside and just like keep alive, like stay alive. Aliveness is kind of the goal in the winter to stay not, not, not dead. Um, and like, I don't know, fucking sew quilts. Like that's what I'm here for. Of course I have real grandma energy. I just, I'm practicing already to be a grandma and I'm really here for it. So maybe Lee's in a knitting club. I am in a knitting club and it's the greatest thing ever. It's so fun. I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> oh, geez. So yes, I no, that. I, but I will say this. I feel like kind of in the same vein that I have felt personally shamed my whole life for my mm. lack of non-traditional organizational methods. Mm-hmm. I know I I've, heard, also- I've heard you talk about your inability to use a planner and how the oh, intense shame that, that comes along with that. Yes. Or yes. has. Yes. Right. Because yeah. I have been adjacent to type A people my whole life being a high achieving human being, everybody else who I like run with, like, you know, they've got their, their whole day plan to like 15 minute increments and they use the latest planner timer doer tracker or something, something. And I'm just like, I can't do that. So along the same lines of feeling shamed about my unorthodox, um, means of achieving and or organizing myself. I also felt low grade shame around not being super stoked to like wake up on new year's Eve and like jaunt to the gym and start a new food program and a something and a something. So I have done it in various years in various iterations of my sort of last sort of 15 years or so. And it always feels like a huge forced effort. Whereas if I sort of like wait till the spring and then my body's like, you know, it feels like a good idea having a salad every single day, because you know what? It's fresh. It didn't get carted in from like, you know, Venezuela or wherever. (laughs) Yeah. Like my body's like, that feels like a good idea. As opposed to right now, my body's like, you know, it feels like a great idea. Tea and oatmeal and potatoes. I was just going to say mashed potatoes. potatoes. God bless the potato. Exactly. So anyways, that's my, that's my five minute rant on, on why I'm mad about it. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Um, Jenny, are you a, do you, do you seasonally set goals? Do you set goals in the new year? Like, how do you, how does this show up for you? Well, um, so I was never a resolution or goal setter. 
until I did direct sales. And then it was very much the culture of like, make big goals, manifest your goals, blah, blah, blah. So I sure did. Then I picked my word of the year and all that stuff. Um, it had real toxic positivity vibes. It did not serve me in the slightest. And then because I wasn't a huge, like I'm a high achiever, but I don't set goals maybe the way other people do. I don't know, whatever. Um, but because I never met the goals that I set the way I was supposed to, it always just led to like feelings of inadequacy and disappointment. So I'm very happily, I was not a new year's resolutioner and then I was, and now I'm not. And I'm quite happy to have that chapter of my life, um, closed. (laughs) I'm also a spring energy person. And I honestly, I said this to Dave this morning. I was like, man, we need to get one of those like lights for seasonal affective disorder. And he said, you have said that almost daily every winter for like the past 12 years. They have them at Costco and my mom gave me one for Christmas last year. So do you like it? Do you recommend? I own one and I use it in the mornings in the winter. I actually read a really interesting tweet the other day that said, we call it seasonal defective disorder, but the reality is we're mammals that just want to hibernate in the winter and capitalism expects us to continue as if that's not the case. Well, there you go. Yes. Because it was capitalism all along, as Annika Bacco says. It was capitalism all along. Yeah. I can now, tell I can I w- tell my husband's been listening to our podcast because he'll like drop that randomly. Oh, I love that. Aw, Dan, he's so cute. So I, I will say this. I, you know, kind of along the lines of like the eating aspect of New Year, New You. Now there's a, there will be incredible pressure for everyone to wake up on, you know, whatever. January 1st and immediately switch into diet mode. You know, you're doing a cleanse, Mm -hmm. you're doing a reset, you're doing whatever it happens to be. A reset PS is just a cleanse rebranded and a cleanse is just a diet rebranded. Yeah, correct. So call it what it is. is you, and this serves you in some way, because maybe you have felt like you know, like in terms of the pendulum, you know, over the holidays, there's just been like a lot of indulgences, not in terms of like indulgences are bad, but just like you ate more, you drank more, you slothed more, you hung out more, you whatever more. And now your body is kind of like, eh, I don't really feel so good because <laughs> I've just been eating like, could you give me one brandy. piece of broccoli? Just one. <laughs> right. I'd like <laughs> just a little kale <laughs> once upon a time in my body, maybe a little fiber feels like a good idea. Right. So this is someone for whom, if you're someone who, for whom that sort of thing, like is supportive because you kind of go like, oh, this is just how I end up feeling better. That's cool. If you're coming at it from the perspective of like, I've been bad and I now need to quote unquote, like redeem myself. Kind of like what Annika said earlier, maybe let's reframe that. Okay. There's nothing bad about enjoying food over the holidays, especially a very food centric holiday, um, with people that you love and enjoy, hopefully, or people that you are eating just to be able to be able to tolerate being in their space. Also, that's okay too. We have to, we have to, we have to do what we need to do. Right. Um, if you're someone who like, just feels like, uh, I need to kind of like get some more greens in my body and probably start moving a little bit more. Cause I've been lying on a couch for three weeks straight. Like, have at it. That's totally fine. But let's make sure that it's not coming from the perspective of you looked at yourself in the mirror, called yourself something terrible, and now are trying to punish yourself for having been bad. Because that is like 
not a thing. I can say that after Christmas, because I love food and I love cooking and I love all of that aspect of, of the holidays. Um, I have no problem, you know, kind of telling my family like, Hey kids, get ready for all the Buddha bowls because the Buddha bowls are like a lot of veggies and some like lean protein and they're delicious. Right. But it has nothing to do with the fact that like, I don't know, I've been bad for enjoying my time. Like again, this correlation between badness and enjoyment, badness and pleasure, like Mm -hmm. you're somehow evil or unclean or unpure because you enjoyed yourself. Can we just fucking get rid of that? That's such horseshit. Well, and I think Jenny, you kind of alluded alluded to this. The other piece that comes along with it is like, then what did I read this morning? 80% of all people of all new year's resolutions have like failed or been abandoned by, by February 1st. Yeah. So then you have this whole other layer on top of like, I was bad. I tried to redeem myself. I couldn't. So now I'm even worse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially I, and this is the leading up to new year's and this thing, this part really pisses me off because I also love a holiday dinner. Like I am so good at making a turkey dinner. Like <laughs> I won't let people bring things to contribute to it because I love, I love spending the whole day doing it and I do it so much better than a lot of people. And I'm fine just saying that <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not saying I do it better than you Lee. I wouldn't do that. I would never <laughs> dare to, to say that to you, but I really take holiday dinners seriously. Right. And I, when I see people that are like, tips for staying healthy at Christmas dinner. I want to punch them in the face because (laughs) you can have, like, if you honestly think one meal, if we're just going to focus on Christmas dinner, that one meal of air quotes, overconsumption, like whatever is going, if the cal, the caloric intake from that one meal is going to undo every workout you've ever done, undo every little bit of everything else you were doing, like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And I do think what's really important and, um, I have a friend who's actually going to come on our podcasts in the spring. She's writing a book. So she's going to write her book first. And, um, she's a dietitian and she's very much into, um, uh, eating intuitively, intuitive eating. Oh, I know one means something different. I can't remember the good one (laughs) eating well, eating healthy food, but like allowing yourself, she doesn't do restrictions. And a Mm -hmm. lot of the psychology behind binging is because Mm -hmm. it's something you restrict, restrict, restrict. Then when you do get it, you go to town. Whereas if you just let yourself eat when you want, like there's like, they do studies where it's like, if you have chips in the house and the bags just open and you are always allowed to have the chips, you basically eat less chips. Like Mm -hmm. you'll just have a few and leave it. Whereas most of us, you open the bag of chips and you're like, right. Like, and you just down the chips, but there's this whole thing where when you have restriction, that's when you end up having these huge rebounds and deviations away from it. Mm -hmm. And then the feelings that go along with that create this Mm -hmm. huge negative cycle loop that just perpetuates. Right. And that's, that's one of the things that my friend really is her area of expertise is not falling into that cycle. And I think that just is so pervasive right now with how to avoid eating, mm-hmm. gaining weight over the holidays, how to avoid, how to, how to fill your plate with veggies at Christmas dinner. Like I, I don't make salad at Christmas dinner. Why? Because no one ever eats it literally zero people. I'm not making salad for Christmas dinner. I'm not, no. nobody, eats it doesn't, it. it doesn't go on the plate. It needs to be a vegetable that can get gravy. No on it. one <laughs> eats it. So why waste the vegetables? Just yeah. eat the gravy and the potatoes. I make extra gravy though. I make make ahead gravy. 
It's a Jamie Oliver recipe. It's fantastic. Highly recommend. It is fantastic. I make, I make it too. The same one. Yep. Well, we might be able to do a holiday. It's so good. But it's I do so that. Good. Like I focus on making extra gravy for my yes. meal. As do I. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. That's what people want. And it's so good. Correct. Like, and is my plate full of vegetables? Yes. They're all in little sort of like donut shaped dollops where I can pour more gravy in yeah. and on yeah. and around said yep. vegetables except maybe and there's a lot of butter in making... with those vegetables yes 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 and do we like that all the time fuck no there's no way a i don't cook all the time all day like that come on no it's one meal like, but that would on. take the specialness away from it too right definitely i also think there's something in like the psychology of restricting like mm-hmm. i think about like oh let's f- use for example over the month of december let's say you know i have four various christmas parties to attend mm-hmm. even if I go in telling myself, you know, it's, it's a fun party tonight. You're going to have a good time. Just do whatever you want. Like eat whatever feels good. Don't worry. Drink, you know, have an extra glass of wine. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. There's also something in me that still feels like, Ooh, this is bad. I'm restricting. And then I still, you know, as I'm in the process of recovering and figuring out how to navigate this, I will still binge and feel uncomfortable and feel Mm -hmm. sick, especially by the end of the month, because I've done it four times. I've done it once a week, every week, Mm -hmm. because I have this ingrained in me. I'm never going to get to see this tray of Oreos again. I'm never going to get this homemade eggnog ever again, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a really good point. And I think that as as hopefully people are deconstructing kind of their attachment to diet culture and to, you know, this moralization of food and moralization of, of pleasure. And somehow this like puritanical view that if you withhold yourself from that thing, that's going to be so delicious and good and wonderful that you will be somehow, I don't know, rewarded for it later. You know, I think it is really important to also recognize that the central thing through this, all of this messing is that you as a woman cannot trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot trust your body. You cannot trust yourself. You cannot trust the messages that your body is giving you. Um, and so you need to be listening to someone outside of yourself, decide what's best for you. Like, well, yeah, fuck everybody <laughs> like, yeah. come on. What have, what is all of like women's rights, equal pay, blah, blah, blah. What is all this shit about? All this shit about is about women having the autonomy to be able to say, this is what I want. And this is what's good enough for me. Thank you very much. And we are told right, left and center that actually you don't know what you're talking about. So when we have internalized this mess, this voice in our head, and I'm not like mad at women, because of course this is fucking your life because you're swimming in this soup. I, I have this, I'm swimming in the soup too. But when we've internalized this message, the inherent thing that it's saying is that you cannot trust yourself. You need to trust an external, someone else is the authority and the expert on you. And I'm just here to let you know that that's not true, actually. Well, and I think this comes back to kind of everything around diet. You know, mm-hmm. it's this, if if you have this idea, like the only way I can be health, quote unquote healthy is to eat vegan, but you're just somebody who veganism you're, doesn't work for your body. You mm-hmm. You do it. It doesn't work. You don't feel great, you know. And you always the, feel deprived, right? Like right. if you're literally just like drooling over a steak. And, and it's not for, you know, 
ethical reasons, you know, that's a whole separate thing. You but I choose. think if it's for ethical reasons, you don't drool over a steak. Right. Do you right. know what I mean? Cause you're, if you're, if cause you're like, I can't imagine. Right. But exactly. That's my, exactly. Yeah. 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 But again, this is that whole piece. Like, well, I, the only way I can be healthy is to eat vegan. Even if when I'm eating vegan, I feel like shit all the time. Right. Yeah. And think about all the things I actually want to eat. Right. Exactly. And then there's also just the sadness of it. Right. Like if I went to a party, no, not if I went, I can't begin to tell you how many times I have been to parties or traveling Prague being a key example of this, where I was on a super restrictive, often prescribed by a naturopath way of eating. And that meant I couldn't partake in the awesome blah, 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 whatever it happened to be right in front of me. So I went to Prague right before the COVID hit and I ate so boringly. And I also was so fucking hungry because there was delicious food everywhere. And so of course my whole body is just like, we're in Prague. We got to try that. You can't get that at home. That looks amazing. Not from like a like I'm going to binge that, but like, I would sure like to try that. Right. But, but what if there's dairy in it and my check isn't good enough to ask right. if there's dairy in that? <laughs> right. Uh, Exa- can someone exactly. For me? I just need to know, can you ask this food vendor? On Is the this gluten free? I need to know <sighs> if there's gluten. I need to know if there's nightshades. Um, <sighs> I need to know if there's dairy. Is there oh any refined sugar? Like, I mean, so annoying. Well, like this amazing restaurant in like a cobblestone street is like yes. serving the best food ever. Yes. And they would also look at you like you were nuts. Yes. Because I was. Ask. If somebody did translate, they'd be like, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, like, they'd be like, lady, like, am I ever going to get back to Prague again? I don't know. I hope so in my life because it was a real cool place. And also I want to go back to like redo the egregious wrongs of like not partaking and <laughs> all that cool shit. You know what I mean? Anyways, I, I just think like there was a level of sadness in me that I was like really trying hard not to acknowledge, but sadness that I couldn't enjoy what was around, you know? Yeah. You couldn't be in the moment because you were no, so I preoccupied the with the other stuff. Right. And like, how often does Christmas happen? Once a year. Okay. If you're lucky, you get to go to several gatherings, maybe, you know, and, but they're still just like, I don't know, like who's going to more than like 10 Christmas parties? Nobody. Oh, that actually sounds like hell on earth to me because I don't like groups of people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you know what, even if you're thinking like, let's say your family is Jewish and your partner's family is, is Christian. And so you've got, you know, eight nights and then you have another whole week, you know, yes, it's a lot, but I think kind of to what you were touching on Jenny, if if you are truly afraid that that's going to quote unquote undo everything good you've ever done, the -hmm. problem isn't what you're eating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to new year, new you, what is it that you have found that maybe is helpful in the spirit of it is a new year. It's 2023 Christmas is over. You know, we're sort of forging through the winter time. Like what are some of the things that maybe like, how can we, basically the question is how can we reframe this? Right. It is sort of like a new start. It may not have the same energy for, you know, us as like spring or fall, but it is a new start. It's a new calendar year, January, blah, blah, blah. So what are some of the things that you've done that you have found to be helpful? 
A couple of things off the top for me. One is I am very uh, the opposite of Lee in that, like, I love a planner and like, I oh, love a so program. <laughs> and so, so for jealous. me, there is always like a little bit of like, I, I get to open up my new planner and I get yeah, to- Yeah, I was just going to say, you do, you have a pen, paper and pen planner, don't you? Oh, you know it. <laughs> And I use different colored pens and I have like oh, yeah. different colored highlighters and that is really fun and exciting to me. So there is a piece of like, Ooh, I'm just going to kind of look at the next couple of months and, and pencil things in because I love that. Yeah. But I also find, I also, again, because I'm a very structured in the box person in a lot of ways, there's a lot of programs that start in January. I'm starting, yes. um, like, a a spiritual course in January. Ooh, it starts cool. in January. Cause that's when it's starting. And so I'm excited to start that. Yeah. Would I choose to start it in March if I could start at any time? Yes. But I also know I need the accountability of a program that starts at a time with a person and we meet because otherwise I will not do it. I will pay right. for your course and it will sit in my inbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have lots of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So finding See, those awesome. pieces. Yes. Yes. What about you, Jenny? I think it's just for me about whenever you get those bursts of energy and whether that comes from like the feeling of newness or uh, like vitamin D or whatever, just roll with it. Right. So mm-hmm. if I get a little surge of energy on January 1st, I mean, this is boring and lame, but I'll probably do some decluttering. I don't know. I like was I'll just going to say, I wait till I feel like, good. yeah, I just kind of wait till like, if I have that extra energy, then I'll I'll kind of use it in a, I'll use it for that list of things that kind of sits over here. That's like, you should really do, it'd be great if these things were done. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like it. So I kind of like, you should go through your games drawers and pull out the ones you don't play as a family anymore. Yes. It's a nice idea. Do I feel like doing that anytime soon? No, maybe on January 2nd. I will. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Good. See, like those are, those are really, really good. I mean, I can say that for me, I, I I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I can't use a planner to save my life, but I do love the fact that like, you know, stuff starts, right. So there is a lot of like opportunity to kind of like find a new course or a new art class or a new something and sort of like jump in and in that kind of way. Um, it has been very, very good for my mental health to have like my knitting group, which makes me kind of a grandma and I'm super here I for it. Um, have a knitting club. Oh, I love it. And like, it's been really good for me. I would love to find like an art class that I could go to the likelihood of it starting in January is high. Um, I also kind of do love the sort of like after Christmas cleanup, right. Where we yeah. take down like all the Christmas and just sort of like tidy up your house and make oh, your house, house feels so clean and, huge. and big. <laughs> I, oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that sort of stuff. And uh, invariably too, like more from more now from an intuitive space, but after eating a lot and really rich foods for a long time, we do tend to go a little bit on the more like light, lighter side, more soups, more, more like bootables, that kind of thing. Um, but that's just because I don't know. I haven't eaten green things in a while. You know what I mean? Like, so it has less to do about like, oh, I need to punish myself for the actual liter of gravy that I've ingested over the past like week, but more because like my body is a little bit like, you know, it feels like a good idea. A salad, something with crunch, you know? And, but I, and that's that intuitive piece again, right? Is it's like that, that line between punishment and what feels good and totally. that there isn't anything wrong with what feels good right now for, is for me to eat, uh, you know, three cookies. 
It feels really good. It's totally fine. I'm not mad about it. I don't need to be punished later for it. Um, And if I choose to eat three cookies on January 4th, I also don't need to be punished for that. Even if I'm feeling like, yes, I want to eat a salad or yes, I want a Buddha bowl or whatever that looks like in our household. I mean, even just listening to the phrase uh, punished for eating cookies just feels so crazy. Like just so crazy. We should be punishing people for being like anti-Semitic. Like we should be punishing people. Would, wouldn't they that like the cookies? Nice. Uh, well, nice? and I think that's a really interesting thing when we look at that language, like, oh, I'm being bad, right? Around yeah. food. It's like, no, like bad is Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. Bad, I believe bad he goes by short Yay right now. I think Sorry. his name yes. is Yay. He's legally changed his name. He's a real whole oh, other creature now. He really is. So if well, you But I think, you know what, to to that, it's like, this is that piece of distraction, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to focus on you. You as an individual are the only person with solutions. Your biggest problem right now is that you ate too many cookies in December. Not that institutionalized racism is really problematic within Canadian Mm -hmm. society, right? Mm -hmm. You as an individual need to do what you can. So you look and feel better rather than which is ultimately just a distraction from where problems and solutions actually really are and need to come from, I think. I also think it's really important to highlight that this is a huge January in general for sales and industries is quite low. Like it's definitely like a lull period. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of the stuff that the new year, new this, follow my diet plan, like this is trying to increase sales in a very low sales month, a historically low sales period. Mm-hmm. So it preys on, um, emotions. It preys on all that stuff, but like, let's just be really honest about when you, if you run a business, there are four quarters and you look at how do you, you know, deal with your revenue and your sales over your quarters. And Q1 is a tricky one. Right. And I think most industries, I think it's pretty across the board. So I think that it's just really important because it, because to quote Annika Buckle, it was capitalism all along. (laughs) Capitalism all along. This is a huge way to utilize New Year. This is kind of like it, 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 it's not a real holiday unless you have a religion that involves, you know, like the Chinese New Year or do you know what I mean? If you are, if it, if it's literally just like a, valentine's day version of a holiday where you kind of made it up to boost sales <laughs> that's what it is holiday, except by the diet holiday. culture or diet diet the, the industrial diet corporations yes exactly yeah well so, and i think kind of along those same lines like there's nothing you know i i much likely you feel like you know okay i'd like to eat a green thing i also like i love i have uh, we do when we do nothing in my house we do nothing real big we have <laughs> lots of days that I, we will shamelessly watch 11 hours of television and I don't yes. care. I don't no. care, but th- I get that little bit of that. Okay. Like I don't, I want to go lift something heavy. I want to go sweat again, not because I need to be punished, but just cause I know it feels really good. And, and I've, and I've rested enough that now I'm ready for it. Now, does that mean I'm going to go seven days a week, you know, two hours a day, no, it good. just means make up for lost. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. no, I'm just going to go feel really good for a little bit. And, and, and if I don't, that's also okay too. Mm-hmm. Totally. So friend who's listening, if you are someone who's feeling pressured to all of a sudden make yourself the best version of yourself in January, because 
the version you currently are is a bag of shit is kind of like the, you know, subtext of that particular statement, right? I'm just here to remind you that you're fine exactly as you are and that it's not only okay, but actually a really good thing to enjoy the food that you eat with other people that you care about, especially over celebrations and holidays, that you can trust your body to tell you when you actually need to eat something that like, I don't know, grew out of the ground at some point or like was green at some point, um, when it's a good idea for you to like move your body. And that ultimately, if you can get back in connection with yourself, you know, on a certain like it might take a minute because for some people they've been disconnected for a real long time. You will be able to get to a place where you're just like, you know what I need? I need a cookie or you know what I need? I need a cucumber. And those are both fine. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Mino. We really appreciate your support. And if you could do us a big favor and subscribe and share this podcast, it would mean the world to us.